Welcome to the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. I'm Jessica Zafra. My guests and I talk about cats, travel, and in this episode, books and movies. Our guest is the writer Alfred Kripp Yuson, who was recently elevated to the Palanca Memorial Awards Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about writing, living, how literature can possibly compete with bizarre reality, and life without whiskey. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast is brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. Okay, let's start. So, congratulations on your elevation to the Palanca Literary Awards Hall of Fame. At my age, it's about time. Yes, and um, what do you get besides bragging rights? Uh, Surprisingly, and I didn't realize this. There was a windfall of a cash prize. There was cash? Yeah. Oh, my God. I which didn't is, realize Which, that. Um, you know, people talk a lot of shit about, you know, writers being in it for the art. But we need money. Yeah. yeah. How are we going to make art with so, no money? So. Yeah, either that or the lotto, no? And I failed. So it came at the right time. Yes. You know? Very good. So yeah, there went my 100 So bragging rights money, did you get a giant um, uh, medal? Uh, uh, a medal for disgust throwing, yes. Can you pawn it? Um, <laughs> Is it does it have maybe. gold content? It probably has. Okay, cool. Oh, and then this large plaque. Mm-hmm. Nice it had to hang somewhere. Can you use it as a door? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, how does one But get? all these years I knew about that in parang isn't this overdue? They like, started it. If, if you get, like, five Best Actress Awards, you get no, Hall of on, Fame, that's right? Hall of Fame. I've already been a Hall of Fame. Oh, award. so this is different from the Hall of no, Fame. What is this? It's a special, special award. Pardon the utmost. This is like the so, Palanca Awards Infinity Gauntlet. It used to be given to all the guests of honors. Okay. And there was a time when these were all... Politicians, politicians yes. Uh, JMA, Corey. Yes. Spoken, FBR, Renesa Until, I think, the last one was Jimenez, Mon Jimenez, seven, eight years ago. And then okay. the decision must have been made to invite only writers. Aha. Let us talk about your body of work. As in, the books you wrote for yourself, mm-hmm. not, the, not the commissioned work. As in, if you had to pick one book... Which you feel is your best. Let's ask. As in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're asking, I'm asking you to name your favorite <laughs> child. Yeah, okay. Which book do you feel is your best? As in, well, you know, this is the one that not, your reputation not, I is based on. I can't say best. I can't say best. Well, it, favorite you love it the in most. terms of being the first. You know, like Sea Serpent, that's the first poetry uh-huh. uh, collection way back in 1980. And then, of course, Great Philippine Jungle Cafe. Yes. Because it was the first novel. Mm-hmm. And it's way back. And up to now, it's parang, up to now, it's getting me places. I was invited to Cairo. Mm-hmm. I'm invited to Cairo in February for the Cairo Book Fair. So you've written movies. You've been in movies. As in, I always remember you <laughs> reciting a poem in Luneta yeah, yeah, yeah. in Manila by Smile. Night. As in, well, how did that come it about? It was a take-off in- on Kaba Feast. This, so you're supposed this, to be Kava Figanon. This is not really, but he remembered... <laughs> you're not gay enough. He but. remembered the line from Kava Parang, this is a city like no city. Ah, and so something about Manila. Right, he asked yes. me if I knew the poem. Yes, I go, can you come up with something like that? So it's, it's, a, no, it's, it's a spoof or... No, it's a, 
It's a takeoff on Kabafi. And so, why has the great Philippine Jungle Energy Cafe not been filmed? I mean, I would think it would be perfect for the Indies. Uh, Is it too mad? Maybe, maybe. Or, but you know, or there are some, there are some has pretty crazy people out there. Yet. <laughs> yeah, he's going to make a 13-hour yeah, movie exactly. out of it. Netflix selling yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a 13-hour Love Diaz movie of your book can be cut out, can be cut hmm. down into um, hour-long episodes for first season, see? Well, there's a PG version, SPG. Correct. Yeah. So, you've written and been in movies. B- which of your books do you feel is screen-ready, if not the great Philippine uh, Jungle Energy Cafe? Actually, Music Child would be more, would be in a sense, well, not really more cinematic than Great Wait a minute, Philippine. has it been filmed? No, no. Even the short story lang, eh, mm-hmm. it's worth at least an hour of film, or can be extended to an hour and a half as an so, environmental so if there are, film. Um, if there are student filmmakers listening, and you know they're like, I would like to do that, can they contact you? Or are you going to wait for the big yeah, box? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, the challenge there is for the filmmaker to get to a discussion with a good music guy and come up with a voice that will approximate the voice that I described okay. in the music child. Mm-hmm. Probably, they probably have to get some you know, full, some castrato and ah. mix it up with, with well, Kathleen we Battle. Some, we have some pretty good <laughs> falsettos out there. It's not only falsetto. The way I describe the guy, he can do 12 octaves. And you can do anything with auto-tunes. And, uh, no, uh, they, they have to... Digitally, they can, they can, you know, they can uh, put together a montage na orally you know what they call this the throat singers oh yeah yeah which I mentioned when I expanded into a novel mm-hmm. unearthly for many many years you were a member of the movie and television review and classification board and uh, you you had to watch how many movies every week uh, sometimes none it's we were only required to come to work twice a week so what's the greatest number of movies you've seen? Normally, I would only... I'm, I'm a slacker, eh? So I make sure I get there na, and be assigned TV work. Ah. When it's TV work, you can fast forward. Ha. In two, three hours, I'm done. Movies but even, you have to Sometimes respect. I'm assigned certain movies and I ask, an Indian film, please take me out. Although, you know, <laughs> um, TV has really filled... Uh, TV has really stepped up, so a lot of the really interesting stuff now is happening on TV. And I mean, Netflix, HBO, no, okay. No. As in, um, they, they're more adventurous, they have more freedom. And I f- sometimes I feel that the big screen is just for Marvel movies and mm. other event movies. So. I want to try to get my way in as a former uh, MTRCB board member. I don't know if they'll allow me. I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody ahead of the crowd. <laughs> I understand Karen Kurnowicz already saw it. Mm-hmm. There must have been Why, some special Why, are you a super preview. fan of Freddie Mercury? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay. I used to have his DVD also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wembley, the famous Wembley, the historic Wembley concert. Mm-hmm. Although I, I thought that uh, and long the, the been, casting looked I'd long been dreaming of two musical biopics. Jan. And I don't know why up to now, Bob Marley hasn't been done in the movie. Mm-hmm. Who would you cast as Bob Marley? Johnny Depp. 
really. And I always thought that when Morgan Even Freeman was face. younger, he could play Jimi Hendrix in an alternate when, reality uh, where Jimi did not uh, die at uh, 27. If he were younger. Yes. Depp is getting old now, he might not be able to play Marlena. And I don't know if he can play football. Also, <laughs> how can he play Marley? That's a no. He'll, that, that's, he'll have to do brown face. Yeah. So what? Uh, In Gan- the PC world. We had Gandhi before. F- fuck the PC world. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, but Ben Kings- Kingsley, I think, is part Indian, I think. <laughs> Has he had the DNA test? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You know, you may be Native American after all. I, have, I, had, I used to have this dream screenplay. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, since nobody I was doing Bob Marley, I wanted to do a screenplay now. Bob Marley of Boracay. Okay. And star that guy. And why didn't you? There's this sikat guy in Cebu. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Parang siyang modern Yoye Villamin. Pero mas magaling. I no one is better than Yoye. I Yoy. forget his name. Max, Hindi, what's his name? Eh. Bas, he has a band, but he has a sikat by himself. And he appears in commercials. Oh, don't trash the legacy of Yoyo, who I think is a should have been national well, artist. It can be in the script. No, no, the Yoyo Villamin of Cebu. Yoyo Villame. Uh, Villame, and then see si, uh, Bob Marley of Boracay. Okay. The, the problem lang is you'll have to pay the Marley estate, no? That's true. Uh, so, yeah, and I don't like Boracay anymore. I'm bowel, bowel, so bitch. <laughs> Never gonna go back there. No smoking, no drinking, no roasting pig. <laughs> no barbecue. So what? Uh, so, uh, where will you go to Shargao or something? Uh, one island I've always wondered why I could never touch base with. I tried twice, Bantayan, uh-huh. North Cebu. Okay. Yeah, and everyone says it was like Boracay before. Well, um, you know what about Sikihor? I've, I've been hearing about Sikihor for many years, I've and you know they, they they've got Pamangkukulam, so I mm. would have thought yeah, that uh, that would be of interest to you. Yeah, I've, I've been there several times, mm-hmm. and Shergao also I've done. Uh, I'm I'm not a surfer, and no. there's also your beloved Dumaguete, Not too many good beaches, talaga, actually, in Dumaguete. You it's more to, like the, the people. Uh, the, the best beach there, in fact, is off. Uh, What's that city? You, where we go to that sandbar after watching the dolphins and the Antanyan mm-hmm. Strait. It's an hour's banka ride from Dumaguete. Mm-hmm. But Sikihor is one or two good ones. Bantayan from all the from all the photo evidence, maganda. Malapasco also. Mm-hmm. The, bur- the one with off, the birds. Off Cebu. Where you can um, is that the one with the many birds or is that no. Bantayan? The one with the birds are you. The diver's paradise in the middle of the... Well, you can remake Hitchcock's um. The Birds. <laughs> For some reason, they start attacking you. I always yes. hated that movie. No? I like you it. Tippy head dreams. <laughs> Terrible. Just like when I, I, I did a vigorous ano, parang hallelujah when I heard na West Side Story is being... Ano, yeah, na, it's being remade. Oh, finally, mawawala yung si... Bamer, Richard Bamer. Richard Bamer. Who was the worst thing in the movie? Really? Yeah, exactly. I think Natalie Wood didn't do no, her own singing nga, either. Sabi but ko nga, dapat si Natalie Wood should stay, even as a uh, hologram. <laughs> Siya pa rin yung Maria. Although, you know, given our PC age, they will have to get someone who is actually Puerto Rican and not... I think Natalie Wood was Russian. Yeah, she was Com- part Russian. Combines, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I thought Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Yeah, yeah she was perfect. Huh? Yeah, and George Shakiris. Ross Tamblin was 
And well, George Sakiris was Greek. Yes. Yeah. So. People are wondering uh, how he's going to do it, uh, because it's now with all the racial divide and all that. Yes. It, it can't just be blacks in New York versus the Puerto Ricanos. You know? Give your IT department a second backline support. Companies now embrace a service-oriented architecture instead of merely dealing with a hardware box that runs your applications, focus on the service value it delivers. Visit Nexus Technologies at www.nexustech.com.ph. So, um, having seen plenty of movies on your own and in the anti-RCD, do you think that Filipino movies are getting better or worse? Better naman. Okay, better good. Naman. Um, uh, and, and this better is due to the no? indies? or Also, and technically, of course, yes. it starts with that. Yeah, because there is no more uh, difference between digital yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, and even thematically. 3570 you know, UI. Of course, half of the films, the good films being done, are all about Tokhang and EJK. Which is you know, truth telling for the but um, I you know I'm very proud of the indie filmmakers and of the theater because mm. they are filling the void that media should have filled exactly oh. yes and unlike during martial law people were afraid yes nobody could do martial law films yes you know and it wasn't until Luhati Bautista came along decades later after Cory that people up to now there's hardly any. Ngayon lang lumalabas nga yung mga liway, you know? Yeah. This is still martial law. Well, during, during martial law, during the later uh, part of martial law, when mm. the hold on power was beginning to loosen, there were a few which we now hold to be classics. Things like Batch 81. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And the supposed satire ni Mike DeLeon. Why do you say supposed? As, 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 it's here, there's a title here, as, as subversion. Parang satire and satire okay. as subversion. Mm-hmm. I haven't... Scorpion Knights is an anti-martial law movie. Medyo. Not, not really. I, don't know. I thought it glorified Sandlot basketball more than anything. <laughs> Scorpion Knights? Yeah. You know, there's always basketball. There's a compound. That is true. Yes, and also, um, it also glorified Skyline Pigeon by Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and you can't do and that voyeurism, now. Voyeurism. It, you than. can't do that anymore because Elton John's publishers are going to sue your ass. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, people used to um uh violate intellectual uh, intellectual property, property with impunity, like um, yeah. a Dolphy movie that was part Bond and part Batman yeah, called yeah. James Batman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the small guy, what's his name? Okay, Wang Wang. Wang Wang. Oh. Yung pa isang dream ko na novel to write a, a novel where every three pages will feature some lyrics of the Beatles or something. Ah, good luck. But you can't do it yeah. Well, at one point, well, Michael Jackson it. owned it, but now I think um, Paul McCartney bought it back or something. Because that's your life in the 60s, 70s, 80s. When you, If you're describing that in your narrative, how can you not? you know, put in the lyrics, you know. Yeah, so you brought up the 60s and 70s. So you met everyone in the 60s and the 70s. So tell us some 60s and 70s stories, oh, great sage. <laughs> How did you, okay, in the 60s, do you remember um, the first thing you wrote that made you think, 
I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to make a living off this, even if all my relatives say ah. I'm going to starve to death, which is still what I heard. Yeah. That was a newbie. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a love poem mm-hmm. that had some positive results. I see. The girl said yes. On a 19-year-old, uh, I was giving roses to as a what they call it a plebe of a would-be frat. Yeah, because you know anyone can buy roses for you, but who will write poetry? Oh, actually, yeah. it was the master who bought the roses. I was just supposed to deliver it. By the second delivery, I inserted na my poem, and then the poem. So, so sino lut mo yung crush nung ano? <laughs> Almost, but okay. <laughs> But it got published in the Collegian. Okay. And then that merited my being designated as literary editor of the Collegian. Uh-huh. So would you say that your literary 18, career began at UP or even earlier? Began with the realization that I could never make it as a rock star. Ah. You know. Which particular, which particular rock star did you view as your model? Mercury. Ah, Freddie Mercury. Okay. But you know again, that Borat again, wanted to play Freddie Mercury. Ilang octaves Mercury? Four Yeah, the six. But, but you know, there's there's only one Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Must be his buck tooth. No? <laughs> <laughs> My mother was a singer, a professional singer. Oh, okay. She had records I didn't know that. with the Serafin Payawal band. Okay. During the What kind of big band yeah, um, jazz? In Manila uh, Hotel. Yeah. Oh nice. Well, Glenn yes. Miller. Do you do you have any of the vinyl? Sayang. We used to. Okay. But nobody ever kept it. It's 78. Mm-hmm. In 78, we had the 33, 45, So all the recordings player. are gone? No, wala na. Oh. I've been meaning to look for it. There's, I'm there's sure a record there store though in Teacher's Village. Mm-hmm. Mike Rosa has been telling me my old recordings. Might be able to find it. So what, what is my the name of what is the name of the mom? The Seraphine Payawal band. That was the band she, she, she Yeah, so if with. anyone comes across hmm. any ancient recordings of the Seraphine Payawal band, let yeah, me know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We'll make it worth your while. Her name was Ellie Aguinaldo. Ellie Aguinaldo. Yeah. And but then my my dad married her and stopped her career. Ended the singing career. Damn it. Yeah, but so you wanted to be a rock star, and then what convinced you that it was not for you? You can uh, see. I can only sing in the shower. Okay. I go out of tune every half bar or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought that it's a it's a case of you know, what they call it. It's a musical block. Okay. I I fancy myself as a musical detective. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a great listener, mm-hmm. and when I hear something, say, isn't that like? Well, I think that's a gift that um, that that serves you well in the writing, because writing is, I feel, that's a species yeah. of music, especially in poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, the lyricism, the melodies. Kailang uh, I can never could never sing. The, the talent jumped there from my mom to Aya, who became a brilliant uh, jazz guitarist. Now my my last son, see. He saw Sikatsi, Enigma mm-hmm. of uh, the battle rap flipped up, mm-hmm. flipped up battle rap uh, series or channel. Yeah. He gets millions of hits. You know, he's been awarded by uh, Asia YouTube mm-hmm. you know, and these plaques. You know, nice, uh, yes. Most number of hits in, in, in Southeast well, so Asia. So they are continuing your um, musical dream in a kind way. Kind of. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, you know, 
literary na lang. Uh, so what was the literary set like in the 60s? As in, who were the characters there? I guess the Nick Joaquins, the... At a certain point, you meet yes. Nick Joaquin, no? Uh, and that sort of changed my life also. But in UP, I was a little late for the Writers Club. Mm-hmm. Sila Virgil Moreno nga. A gen, uh, about two, three years older than me were Sila Erwin Castillo, mm-hmm. uh, Willie Sanchez. Yes, and also, Naging if you see, see Virgil Moreno um, anytime soon, mm-hmm. could you please remind her to leave her glasses to me in her will? <laughs> Which yes. pair? The, I, but the, the, just the weird ones. I yes. last saw photos of her attending the Spanish Film Festival uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. opening day. Yes. Malungkut nga kasi the picture had her, Ticoya Giluz, and Jerry Corneo who passed away last week. Oh. A few days after he attended that. Mm-hmm. It's an old friend. Yeah, so the 60s, uh, uh, you were late for the Writers Club mm-hmm. and... Si, you know, si Joma was forming Kabataang Makabayan. Mm-hmm. The, the sikat literary icon at the time, poet, was Jun Lansang. Okay. Yet sing now of beauty, which lasts not forever. Lyrical, uh, And then there was this crazy fellow, who wasn't really much of a literary guy, but he became one, named uh, Danny Purple. Danny Purple. Terror yan sa UP. He was a lone wolf, six foot tall, lanky. Siraulo. Okay. He would throw rocks at the vanguard headquarters and make Hamon all the Ilocanos to come down. Okay. On his own, he would attack fraternities. <laughs> the only one uh, hindi niya magawa because according to him, Jojo Binay says, said to me, that at one time, pinadapa daw niya yung si Danny Purple. <laughs> okay. So, see, see these stories there. No, there's, there's no <laughs> empirical siya. evidence. Yes. And I can believe Binay because he was a uh, front guy. Mm-hmm. Yung, ano yan, yung frontliner. Yeah, uh, and you know, that that's the frat where um, the naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the naked oblation run. Uh, applicants do the oblation run, yeah. Mm. So, well, I was with, I was hanging out with the engineering frat, Tawalfa, okay. because my best buddy of the time, who preceded me in UP by a couple of years, we were neighbors in Dumaga, in, in Dumaga, in Dimasalang. Uh-huh. Uh, he had he entered the Tawalfa frat, so okay. I became some sort of a mascot. I could never enter the frat because I was not in engineering, mm-hmm. but I tried. I got into architecture in my second year because they would accept architects. For some reason, after all the hazing, this best buddy of mine was the one who uh, declined to have me in the front. And okay. no one could tell me. It was the last session. And why is that? He, he just rejected me for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. For some reason. And you continue to be friends? Yeah, up to now. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest friend. Did you ever ask him? No, or not. Guys, they never... He, we used to call him... We used to call him Howard Rourke. You remember that character? It's Fountainhead? from that horrible novel, The Fountainhead. Well, we used to think that 
Ayn Rand was one of the best authors ever. We were 15, 16. We kept passing around. That is when true. When I finally got a copy a of Atlas Rock, people in, were trying to steal it from me. I have a friend who was an engineering major. I think it appealed. I think Ayn Rand Uncle appeared Bobby. to engineering majors. Who is John Ball? Well, but, you know, um, these are phases that one goes through. I see, you know, when I was I'm high still school, embarrassed I by it when I, when I realized that most critics... <laughs> but, you know, also, well, well, the critical tastes in that will probably not change. But, you know, um, writers' reputations ebb and flow, like Ernest Hemingway is not exactly um, Again, held because up of, now. because of the PC thing. Yes. But, you know, um, uh, Some people are rediscovering Faulkner and the long, loopy lines okay, of yes. Yoknapataupa. I never mm -hmm. liked him then, but I, I should give him a try. Yeah, I, I th 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 there are authors I figure, um, when I'm a bit older, maybe I'll check them out, like, yeah. Herman Melville is really crazy, huh? Moby Dick Kapal. is one of the craziest books ever written, and I finally got through it by listening to the audiobook. I, on <laughs> I only lasted uh, no, until Call Me Ishmael. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's amazing, but I enjoyed it as a classics illustrated. It's not uh, an easy read. What's his name? Quick, quick. Queequeg. 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 Oh. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like... Oh no, no, wait. Was Billy Budd patterned after it? In a way, right? Um, Billy Budd was Melville, yes. But yeah. at least Billy Budd had that wonderful version with Terrence Stamp you in know, it. You know. yes. Oh, and the film was terrific. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I like Billy Budd. Yeah, yeah. much better than the, the movie versions of movie. Those Kid. times. Herman Hesse, of course. Um, yeah. So, um, which authors did you really love in the 60s? I guess Herman Hess, yeah. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Glass Bead Wolf, ah, the Glass Bead. Yeah, um, Herman Hess. Herman Hess. Yeah. Sinfoba. I was not an elementary reader when I was 15, 16. Well, of Hemingway. course, you know, of course, you, when you, you are 15, 16. Even with the poets, uh, the first one who made an impression on me was E.E. E. Cummings. I love you, yeah, especially for you know doing love poems to give to mm -hmm, the girls, mm -hmm. with the roses. You know, it wasn't until much later, people passed you. I couldn't understand T. S. Eliot, ah. and even much later than Eliot, eventually my my uh, up to now favorite poet, what's his name, William, what's his name, no, which <laughs> your uh, favorite poet, Order at Key West. Ah, um, Wallace Stevens. Wallace Stevens. Yes. Yeah, and I was already deep in my 30s when I began to appreciate him. Mm -hmm. It's all poetry. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you find that um, you have to be in a different mindset to write poetry and then prose? It used to be the case. When I was much younger, when you'd still, uh, you'd still faint about... Uh, Writer's block and all that. Madami kang requisitos ba o kapagsulat? And then when you're a little older, you realize that this writer's block thing is... It's scrap. It's bullshit. Yes. That's where, especially when you've had years of journalism, Yes. column writing is what makes you flex your muscles daily. Exactly. And you get so varied in your talents as a writer. Yes, that's why on one hand... That's why I've been a sports writer, screenwriter. I can write anything except... I'd rather not do speeches. Speeches. I'm a bleeder when it comes to speeches. What, do, what do you mean a bleeder? It takes too long. And I know that whatever you do, 
is going to get cut up by yeah, people who don't know how to write. Even to the point where I mastered the craft of giving them enough bone to chew on. Uh-huh. Write, write a crazy first draft. Or, and then when you listen to the clients, ah, yeah, 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 okay, okay, I got you, I got you. And then usually the second or third draft, they think that you really put what he said, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. You still did what you wanted. Yes. But they say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, now my ideas are there. <laughs> That's why, you know, um, I always used to resent column writing for having eaten up the time that could have gone to writing fiction. But then it's invaluable training mm. in just, you know, yeah. making, just powering through. The deadline. You oh, don't okay. feel like it, oh. but you have a deadline to yeah. meet, so you just do it. Especially in those days, 70s, 80s, you rely on the fax machine. Yeah. Even if you were in Shargao or the Maghetto, you'd have to, you know, I'd go around town looking for a fax machine because, you know, you have to come up with something once a week, you know. And yeah. even up to now, in, wherever you are, you have to write something so every week. in the 60s, 70s, was there a literary scene? Like, were there places where writers went and hung out? And Yeah, of course, in Grey November. And, uh, Grey November, which is Ishmael Bernal's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cafe, Moby, which yeah. gets its name from the first yeah. lines of Moby Dick. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, when it's a grey November in your soul. Yes. It's the complete title of the cafe. Yeah, uh, and I love that. With um, Jorge Arago. Yeah, and, um, uh, I don't know if anyone is going to open a cafe with with a title like, <laughs> with, with a name like, when it's a grey November in your soul. Well, you the know, closest, in my younger and more The closest, I think, has been Van Gogh is bipolar. <laughs> and that's because he's an artist and he is bipolar. <laughs> Jack Rock, yes. Some of them, you know, my literary cafe, uh, 66, 65, 66, it's a great November. I recall we would, have, we would take a cab all the way from Diriman. Mm-hmm. How much did it cost? There was no, there was no, seguro, seguro 50 pesos or less, no? Apat kayo sa taxi, you know, mas mura pa kaysa magbus kayo. And it take about, 30 minutes. Wow. 20 minutes. Well, yeah, because the was, was pa yeah, as in you had to the end of use the world. a compass to the, get to your building. End of the world. <laughs> when I was a freshman, you know, I, I was in Dimasalang, I'd take a caritela on Washington Street, now Maceda, to get to España, and then you ride either the JD or the Pentranco. Mm-hmm. That's only 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. When you pass yung bandang ano kana, Times Street, uh, Malamig na. Okay. jacket ka na. Wow. Oh, until you, I think there was actually a change in the, in the climate, yes. And then uh, there, was a, there was a landmark there. And, uh, right across where National Bookstore started in the corner of Times. Kasi puro nga kogonyan eh. Very few houses. Mm-hmm. But there was a nice bungalow on the left. And or as my, my aunts would say in the 60s, bungalow. Oh, bungalow. <laughs> uh, chalet. chalet. Bungalow. Okay. And I knew... That this crush of mine who appeared in magazines, in Mini, uh, Annabel Morelos, okay. crush ng bayan yan eh. She mm-hmm. lived there. Mm-hmm. So every day, you know. So you would pass of, by her house. Oh, look, baka nasa garden siya. <laughs> and that's, Never saw her. that's where serial killers <laughs> come from. You been on 60s to 70s. So you 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 uh, had like a, a writing circle, and then quite oh yeah. Yon sila na pasama ko kila ano, kila Willie, uh, Irwin. And what did what did Malate Ermita look like at the time? 
did it look like the malate that no, we no missed Koreans. from the nineties? You just walk around because we always miss malate from the nineties. You, you could smoke dope in the streets. Mm-hmm. Nobody would mind. Nobody knew because nobody knew what know. it was. We we used to smoke in the Indus Bravos, mm-hmm. yeah. and then in nineteen seventy, I actually uh, managed our own cafe. Ah. Uh, Hurimana Cafe on the wrong side of town. What does it mean? A year or two before, I fell in a man with the Ateneo group. Okay. Eman Nakaba, no? Nakasama kami sa Dumaguete. Eman, Tikoy Aguilus, Lingoy Alquas, Freddy Saranga. That was our group. And we used to hang out for weekends at the Panay Street house of the Aguiluses. Mm-hmm. My first Aguilay. friend... My first <laughs> friend is Ama, is si King, in okay. Ambassador. You know, talagang kaibigan ko sa UP. Eventually, it became Tikoy. So, we'd hang out there. And then, the Lola would bang at the door. Nakakandado na naman. Siguro nag-uhurimana na naman kayo. What is hurimana? Marihuana. Oh, okay. <laughs> call it. So, that's why when we had the cafe, it was cafe hurimana. Okay. Wonderful, yes. Uh, Si, si Eman, kasama na niya si Lali, wala silang matiran, I gave them a room there. And as ano, parang trade-off, he was serving the cafe as uh, Mago Eman. Okay. For tarot readings. Oh, he would give tarot readings, And on yes. Fridays, he conducted so-called black masses. Black masses. That became infamous. Mm-hmm. So I think George Season wrote it up and then we had crowds. So, Fridays. what happened at these black masses? Did well, you, like, obviously, sacrifice obviously some goats? Obviously, he couldn't and find a virgin in Manila. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make pentagrams. Chance, and, chance. And invoke Satan. That was on the third floor. Yun nga, after Seriously, you were invoking Satan? Yeah. Anyway, binato na kami ng mga kapitbahay. Binabato na kami kasi naiingayin sa chance. Uh-oh. So, yun na. That was 1970. <laughs> it lasted for less than a year. Nag-uumpisa na yung third quarter storm. Mm-hmm. I'd hang ang my, my junior manager was Isko Lopez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine what kind of club they had. No? You know, this is a movie. Okay. <laughs> no, so me, Katiana, because of its good burgers, and we had folk singing. Where, where was it? What street was that? Was it QC, Manila? It's, one, it's that street across, ta, across PGH. Mm-hmm. That goes to Paco. Okay. Uh, that's why it's in the wrong. It was on the wrong side of Tafter, but we rented an apartment, three floors, tidied up the first floor. So we cut for a few months mm-hmm. because you know George season come and uh, yeah, yeah, we the, do various esoteric things. Magaling mga folk singers naman. What happened was when we we got I think our heads got big with success. At some point, we all left on the summer for Baguio. Mm-hmm. So Silvino was my partner. No? Mm-hmm. Eman, Silvino Mayuga, yes. Eman and Lali. Sino ba ba? Basta nag-Baguio kami ng dalawang linggo. Pagbalik namin, ako, nasira na eh. Parang, I think si Ishka was bringing in all kinds of boys to his rooms. Okay. <laughs> so... And that the, was the end of the Huramana family. There were 20 of us who put in 1,000 each. Mostly mga UP, yung as mm-hmm. Frat, and, si Eric, and a couple of Lasallian students okay. of Eric.
Favorite. The story of your cafe. If a bunch of kids in their twenties went and did that today, as in put up a put up a cafe with um, with uh, a black mask, tarot readings, etc. No, it are you kidding? Last. It would be so uber hipster. <laughs> oh, you're like a proto hipster. Yeah. We like to think of ourselves as bohemians. To be a bohemian, you'd have to we be were, Czech. <laughs> we were in between beatniks and hippies. Okay. Nasa transition period yan. Ah, Jeff Rocks The kayo. White Album had just come out. You're Jeff Rocks. Abbey Road, we would listen to every day. You know? mm-hmm. And then you'd have this really good stuff from either Cavite or Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. He means um, panucha. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ganja. <laughs> On sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gold, golden, golden sticks. Yeah, and so and yeah, we were such bohemians and apolitical. Mm-hmm. And there was the first and yeah, first quarter. Eman Lakaba was among you. Eventually, yes. At that time, he wasn't yet. Yes. Uh, so you were you were not political. There at would all. be door banging. I remember that one or two afternoons, people were running, and the students who had been demonstrating all the way. Uh, Congress, mm-hmm. and they were being hunted down the streets of, okay. of, of Ermita Malate. Mm-hmm. So you give sanctuary, uh, yes. And safe that's, house for a couple of hours. Is that the beginning of Never learning? mind. <laughs> Not mine. Okay. <laughs> no, Eman was basically one. I think at the time, Pete Lakaba got imprisoned. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast was brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. Join our discussion at jessicaruestheuniverse.com or on Instagram at Jessica Zafra's Cats.